Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast. And you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. Um, <laughs> that made the most, the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? If that's really the question. To finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Philip Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, welcome to a special playoff post-game edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. It's Season 10, Episode 34, and uh, Episode number 352 all the time. We're the often-imitated, never-duplicated. We have the meats. Uh, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to Rock and that idealife.com and centerizebury.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's uh, Monday, May 1st. We're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook to interact with the show. We're, uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You'll find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for tonight's big show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. And on the agenda for tonight, we'll be discussing game one of the first round matchup between the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild that just wrapped up a little bit ago. Um, I want to say all those models from the experts that had the Wild heavily favored in this series kind of look silly right now, don't they? <laughs> eh, let's not talk about that yet. It's only game one. So far, my friend. Yeah. yeah so far. Yeah. They look silly it, when they, we saw them before. I agree. I agree. It, not only just because the Blues have dominated the regular season matchup and really since Baruby's taken over, but... 12-1-1. I mean, anyone who really, really watched these two teams know they are so evenly matched that... There's no... I don't even think... You know, we sit here and say the Blues are heavily favored. They're not... There's no heavy favorite here. This is a damn good series. I, I know. I I agree. And I I think if you're going to heavily favor any team, I, I would. I mean, if you have to pick one, I I would. I mean, maybe I'm biased. I'm trying not to be. I'd pick the Blues. They're they I mean, of yeah. the stat categories, they have the edge in a lot of the categories. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. But it's but they have they, they do have the edge. And one and of the, the series mis- is called the way it was tonight. Uh, oh. Then they are running well, away with this series. And the Wild just, I mean, it seems like they don't match up well against. They're a very good team. They're they're very close in a lot of stat categories against the Blues. 
but they just don't match up well against us. They can't. They can't. I, I want to. I'm not trying to sound cocky, but they 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 have a hard time beating us. I mean, it's 13, one and one in the last 15 matchups now. Yeah, and just the power play, the the special teams, right? The the wild is they they put up what their their home special team stats, and they're just god awful. So the Blues did exactly what they needed to do tonight, getting off, you know, on the right foot with a huge lift from the power play. They took advantage of dumb penalties, and uh, you know, the, the Wild didn't take advantage of the penalties, and they paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were yeah, some penalties. There was uh, that one by the bench, the holding call. That was it's kind of bad, but I mean, it didn't. Ah, I mean, they... It was bad, but man, did you not laugh? I mean, come on! He literally oh, yeah. took his stick and threw in the bench. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> oh, um. So uh, this matchup is a rematch of the Winter Classic earlier this season when the Blues won six to four. Um, and like we mentioned, just about every other model that you looked at uh, prior to the game one had the Wild heavily favored to win this series, which was interesting to me. You know, Money Puck had the Blues. Uh, 25% to win the wild 75%. Uh, Dom's model at the athletic had the wild heavily favored and he was, he was back. He was, you know, uh, uh, backing it up too with, and it was funny because people would ask, why are the, with the blues being three Oh and O against the wild this year? Why are the wild so heavily favored? And he's, well, he's like, we don't factor in head to head matchups. Did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, why in the fuck don't you factor in, Matchups where the teams actually played each other when they're gonna play each other. That's weird to me. I just realized yeah. both of you are wearing your glasses. I think I need to throw some on here. So let me yeah, give me a like second here. The googly kind with the eyes falling out. No, I've got the uh, Rick Vaughn kind oh, from nice. uh, Wild Thing. Nice, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> now we, now we, it's the uh, the smartest blues. Hockey podcast, just because <laughs> if you right. had the audio all the way turned down, we would just look smart. That's right. People would look at this show and be like, these guys really know what they're talking about. <laughs> and then they turn the volume up and they realize, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but they, those these models are all based exclusively, uh, almost exclusively on advanced stats. So I think, you know, we'll see how the... The series goes, uh, but so far, so good for the Blues. Um, uh, I get to a certain extent not including the the head-to-head, to a certain extent, not completely dismissing it. But, you know, regular season and playoffs are two different types of games. I but when agree. you factor in universe, not well, universally is not the right word, uh, over time, multiple seasons, the Blues have had the wild number. Um, and I think you have to factor that in at least a little bit that the blues, whatever reason their, their style is just pretty good against the wild. Right. When you build a model, you don't want to have too much recency bias in there, but you can't completely dismiss like this. This isn't just complete recency, right? It, it, it goes back. I'm going to say it goes back to Magnus PRV scoring (laughs) the series clinching goal in overtime. And we we just we have had a way to just control game well not not necessarily control games but come out on the right end of things and if this this series stays with the amount of penalties that were called 
it's yeah. going to favor the Blues, right? And, well, oh, and yeah. that's another thing I don't get. Like, how do you heavily favor a team when there's one clear specialty team's giant in this series? Mm-hmm. I just don't get yep. it. And um, contrary to what people tend to think where there are less penalties called in the playoffs <clears throat> uh, since 2016, looked it up today, uh, there have been more penalties called in the playoffs than in the regular season every season since 16. So, and I got in an argument with someone about how, because I uh, it was about the avalanche, how you know the it was back when people were saying, certain people were saying, it doesn't matter what the Blues do because they're just going to lose to the avalanche in round two. A lot and of people said that, it, 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 we, yeah, and we all agreed that's ridiculous. You can't have that kind of of thinking, but. He made a comment about how, like, and where I made a comment about, like, well, the Avs are yet to prove anything to me. And he's just like, oh, you can't factor in past series. Uh, just look at uh, – and then I said something like, well, the Blues' power play uh, has been pretty good against the Avalanche. Oh, you can't factor in special teams. That's this guy. <laughs> you it, can't it, factor in anything that goes against my team. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sitting here like, what? What? You can't – well, there was less penalties in the postseason. Really? Nope. Yeah, 15 years ago that was the case, yeah. not anymore. Right. Yeah, that uh, had a conversation with someone on Twitter. They said, uh, yeah, they think they thought that started when McDavid was complaining about getting, you know, not getting calls in the playoffs. Uh, but it actually started the year before McDavid made his first appearance in the playoffs with the Oilers. Uh, the, the penalties were, uh, for the first time in a while, uh, had were were called there was a greater increase uh, a greater number of penalties called in the playoffs per game than in uh, the regular season and that went up uh, and actually it took a dip but still more than the regular season the year McDavid played and then it went back up again uh, the year after and every year since so uh, yeah I, it's uh, the penalties if penalties are going to be called that's a huge advantage for the Blues and actually there were two for six on the power play in this game uh, and they didn't even try. The last couple power plays, they were just killing time. Oh no, right. no, that's uh, that last or the second to last one. They would literally just get the puck in, try to work it to the corner, and then the Wild would swipe it out, and they would just lackadaisically go back and get the puck. Right. And it was clearly they were like, "Time just needs to tick down. We're ready for this game to be over. Let's get the game to." Yeah, and to have the luxury of putting your fourth line out there for the power play at the end of the game yeah. and just to watch them tic-tac-toed yeah. around and, you know, play the four corners game. I mean, it, it, that does so much, I think, for the team, right? You you reward your fourth line for playing the right way during the game, and it gives, you know, you're not going to have, you know, somebody out there for, um, you know, for the while to take liberties against your top line as the game winds down. Just awesome that we got into that position and took advantage of it yeah and Uh, and for the people the minnesota fans that were and i get it it's part of being at a game chanting that the referees suck booing the refs you had six power plays you had six power plays yeah and you didn't do shit and they had (laughs) and the blues i mean they they had a lot before the blues got many you know the blues scored on their first two but Minnesota had four or five before we even had a few there at the end. So, uh, I mean, they, they had plenty of chances to go up or tie the game. And that was it what was... I, that was what I told the wife was that it, it was seriously like the, the you know, if you're going to say, well, the referees, you know, they're controlling the game. They gave Minnesota every opportunity to get back into that game. And, I... and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that the calls were bad, 
they were just calling everything. They were. They had Minnesota had every chance to get back in that game. Early on, I was like, man, they're calling everything. This is yeah, this is goofy. I I, I it's hard for me actually. I, we'll talk. I know we're kind of jumping around right now, but you know, like the the Barbashev penalty shot. I thought that was weak. I actually thought that was a great defensive play. Yeah, that that um, was his first. That that official. That did you hear that? Yeah, that was his very first penalty call. In his very first playoff game that he officiated. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> was there you a penalty go. shot. <laughs> that was weak. I thought that was very weak. And then there was just a couple <clears throat> other that you know were kind of ticky tack. I'll say though, I think most of the penalties in that game were were warranted. But I would like to see them. And again, with the Blues special teams being the way it is, yes, huge advantage Blues when when it's a game like that. But man, I wanted to see more five on five. I feel like. There was a lot of penalties that disrupted flow of the game, and man, I just wanted to see those teams go at it. I I I really didn't because I thought when it got to five on five, Minnesota dominated for large portions of that game. Right? I, I, they they yeah. brought the pressure every time they had five on five and were able to get two consecutive shifts. It, it just yeah, I, that was a little scary. I thought the first period especially they were they were coming at us, and we looked sloppy as shit. In our own end, uh, yeah. mishandling the our, our exits were terrible. Uh, uh, mishandling passes, uh, miscommunication, uh, unable to clear on chances they could clear. Um, trying to make a move and clear the zone as opposed to just dumping it out, and they uh, it happened a lot. And uh, that got better in the second period. Uh, that, that they cleaned that up in the second period a little better. But uh, in the first period, I didn't like the way the Blues played, even though they were winning. Going to the second, I, I thought they played poorly in their own end, and I thought Huso saved the day uh, a few yes. times, um, and it saved the day in this game. With, without Huso in net, um, I hope people watching this game that were wanting Bennington to play watch this game and understood why uh, right thinking kinds of Blues fans, you know, wanted Huso in net. This was this was why. This is what he's bringing. So so far so good with Huso. Uh, right. Yeah, you, I. Yeah, you can't argue with the results now. I mean, I, that's something I said to my wife, who's a big Bennington fan. I'm like, you look, look. It was like third period. I'm like, you think anyone else should have started this game than Billy Huso? And she just didn't really say anything. Like, yeah, that, that's did you see? My answer. Did you see Dan Riley's uh, poll on Twitter? He he yeah. had a hundred and some responses from Blues fans on social media. Most said Bennington. I was yeah. like, what? What is? What are you guys looking at? I mean, I know Bennington has been better his last half dozen games or so. But uh, Jesus, I mean, the body of you work. And, and if you just watch the two, you know, and when, and but, you know, Bennington's games were mostly, again, softer teams, easier teams, and the one good team he played against was Colorado. Didn't look good against that team. So, yeah. I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah, the way this season shaped up, it, it had to be who so. It has to be. One, had to be. Right. And, and then, you know, if he gets shellacked, Maybe I, I I was saying you give them two, you give them two games. And if he gets, if he doesn't win a game, then you go to Bennington. And I asked, I asked my buddy Ryan in Minnesota, you know, like, what do you think with, you know, on your side? You know, I, I told him what I thought in, in terms of Bennington only coming in in the third game. If who's bad in the first two, ask him, what about Flurry and Talbot? You know, when, when do you see the switch to Talbot? And he said that everybody that he heard on sports talk radio thought Talbot was getting the start tonight. I and thought he would too. I, I thought yeah. he would. 
So I would not be surprised if on the other end, Talbot's in game two. I guarantee just, you. Not that Flurry didn't have a good game. He had a decent game, just too many power plays. Uh, but I, I think he made Minnesota's... a ridiculous. I, oh, yeah, I'm get... sorry. I, I was going to say he made a ridiculous save right before Perron's third goal. I mean, yeah. insane lunging save. He played great. I'd bet uh, money the... that Talbot plays in game two. Yeah. I mean, Flurry, that the penalty shot save on Barbashev. That I mean, it was yeah. What goalie stands up on a penalty shot? These days, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. That's that's that was I th- awesome. I, I think with Minnesota's pen, uh, uh, tendency to to alternate starts down the stretch with those two, and the fact they lost game one, uh, didn't play poorly. Minnesota, I thought they played pretty good for most of the game. Uh, the, Huso just outperformed Flurry, and Flurry wasn't that bad either. But uh, but but they lost four nothing, and I think uh, Talbot is a nice shakeup for the team. Just to switch. Tell me, tell me if you've or stop me if you've heard this one before. The difference in this game was special teams and Billy Huso. Oh, easy. Yeah, I mean that that was the difference. If it wasn't for if this was a non penalty filled game, and Billy Huso has an average night, it's a much different conversation. Yeah. And, and I mean, and the Blues may lose <laughs> this game. Yeah, um, yeah. Minnesota yeah. played, and it's not. And shots on goal, I, you know, Minnesota outshot us, but that's not. That's it wasn't uncommon for the Blues to get outshot uh, this season because they do kind of do quality over quantity as far as shots go. So, you know, getting outshot by five, ten shots in a game isn't a huge deal. Um, it's kind of the overall flow of the game and how it's going, but. Uh, which you look at, which Minnesota, like you said, Bill, uh, had had that early in the game, especially in the first period. They had the Blues on their heels at times in, the, in their own zone, and and the Blues had t- trouble getting out, and it was pissing me off because they'd get the puck, and then they would flub the pass or uh, unable to clear um, or mishandle, and then Minnesota would come right back in. So um the uh the wild at home uh at the XL Energy Center this season are were 31 8 and 2 uh and this is the Blues first time playing in the XL Energy Center because uh, which is dumb i mean they we played them 3 times uh they're a division rival we should be playing them like 6 times that's crazy that is a man that is a great i you said that and i thought no they had one road game but the, their home game was, was the, uh, the classic out, the classic yeah yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. so stupid. It's dumb. Jeez. And even 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 if it wasn't the Winter Classic, even if it was just in there in the Excel Energy Center, that's just one game, and they're a division yeah. rival. Yeah. That, and again, a... you've got you've got three games against certain teams in the um, Pacific Division as well. You know, See, like yeah, take do, those games away. Give us more games against the Central Division. Do do one home, one away for the yeah. the Pacific. You know, I yeah. What I, whatever. Um, uh, since arriving uh, in Minnesota, the deadline, uh, Flurry was nine two and zero with a two seven four uh, goals against average, a nine ten save percentage. Um, Talbot, since the trade, was eight zero and three with a two two five GAA and a nine two five save percentage. Um, he just couldn't beat the Blues. <laughs> he was yeah. good. He was really good against somebody else. Uh, which might, you know was probably factored into why he didn't play because the Blues hadn't seen Flurry in net with Minnesota. Uh, we we kind of lit him up in Chicago. Uh, his GAA in Chicago was uh, over three when we faced him in those three games. 
uh, and it's and it and if you factor in this game, it goes up. So uh, we, I mean, that's another reason why I think Talbot goes in net. I mean, is is Talbot can't beat us, but Flurry's doesn't look any better um, as far as like number of goals allowed. I thought he looked like you guys said he looked pretty good. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. And I the think for the most for part, I think for the most part, Talbot's been fine against the Blues too. The Blues have just they find the holes in Minnesota's defense and they they put the shot where they need to. Yeah, the one goal I didn't like Flurry giving up was the O'Reilly goal. I mean, over over that was weak. Oh, over it slid over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, we talked about special teams. Uh, the Blues, twenty seven percent franchise best, second best in NHL. Uh, twenty nine or second best in yeah NHL twenty nine point four on the road, which is number one in NHL. The Wild, uh, uh their power play is eighteenth. It's at twenty point seven percent, and the PK, the Blues uh, own that too. A uh, pretty big difference. Fifth, eighty four point one percent, and the Wild are seventy six point one, which is twenty fifth. So, uh, if special teams have a say in this series, that heavily favors the Blues. Put that in your model. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah, tell me that you know. If, again, we we Bill and I have both already said this. If this series is called at all the way Game One was called. This could be a very quick series. I mean, the Blues will just dominate special teams if that continues. What did What did you guys uh, in your brackets? What'd you pick for the series? I got Blues in six. Yeah, no. I did too. I have Blues in five. Mm. I think I think I commented on Twitter just to be an ass. I said Blues in five, uh, six if they get bored. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, first period. A uh, couple. Uh, uh, well, hang on before before we get into that. Yeah, I just want to add real quick for those that are you. We've had people commenting asking about our beers of the show and all uh, that. Okay. Um, we'll do a quick programming note. Well, I'm just I was just gonna add that um, this is a very quick post game show because it is late, um, and we are actually going to do a second show this week. Uh, so if you're listening live, especially. Be ready. We will have a show on Thursday. So that's between games two and three. So uh, this is a very quick. We wanted to get something out, some you know, for you Blues fans wanting to talk after game one, and then we'll have something well, after game two as well. Yeah, we didn't want to wait until game two to have our show. So and Wednesday, Wednesday didn't work out for all of us. So uh, our normal show, which Wednesday would have been good, but it, uh, schedules were goofy. So uh, Thursday it is. And uh, yeah, uh, just wait until game two because you want to talk about this game, right? Because what if they what if they right. lay an egg in game two? Then you're then you're down doing the show. Let's, right. let's get one good show in here at least. Exactly. So now I'm going to make the seamless transition into talking about uh, what happened with the rest of this show. Uh, so if you're listening on the podcast here, well, you have to be if you're hearing me talk right now. Uh, we tried to record the rest of last night, but uh, unfortunately, Kurt runs the show and Spectrum went out uh, over by him and Bill. So they had zero internet for at least till about 2.30 in the morning. So uh, we decided to just end it. None of us were planning on staying up that late to wait for it to come back. Um, so I uh, wanted to go ahead and get something out since we had some content for you last night. Um, but, uh, yeah, when we get back from this commercial break, uh, I'm going to tell you about the rest of the game. And uh, we'll uh, get into talking about game two as well. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. 
Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. So again, uh, I am here by my lonesome to kind of talk a little bit about the game last night. We're not going to go over it like we uh, maybe normally would. Uh, going to too much depth here since it's just me, but uh, Bill did want me to uh, tell Spectrum thank you for letting him get to bed at a decent time last night by cutting us off. So, uh, again, uh, Blues and Wild, game one, great big win for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, early in the game, I thought Vili Husso looked fantastic. Uh, well, he did all night. But there was a couple big saves he made on uh, Marcus Foligno and Kirill Kaprizov early in the Goldmouth scrambles. Uh, of course, Barbashev comes in shorthanded, gets that penalty shot, um, and I thought, I thought that was a really weak penalty call. Uh, well, penalty shot call, and and uh, as uh, Kurt had said earlier in the show, that was apparently the first call that referee had ever made in the playoffs. So. Um, I just thought that was a, a very bad call. I thought that was a great defensive play, but unfortunately uh, for the Wild, uh, that meant to uh, that led to a penalty shot for Barbashev. Stopped by Flurry though. Flurry looks good early on. Game stays zero zero, um, and uh, this game got physical. There was uh, there was a lot of physicality in this game, and um, Jordan Greenway I had mentioned on Twitter, so I need to pop him in the mouth because he uh, he was running his mouth, he was being annoying, but playoff hockey, baby, gotta love it. Uh, so there's a couple big hits from Braden Shen, um, and then there was a scrum, and the Blues actually ended up getting a power play because uh, I mentioned Jordan Greenway roughed up Tarasenko. Uh, this leads to the power play goal by David Perron. That's a one-for-one uh, one one on the power play. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly took a shot. Rebound goes to Perron down low in the near slot and uh, just let go a quick, quick shot that beat Flurry near post uh, before he could get all the way over. Um, and uh, Kurt made a couple notes here that I want to mention. Uh, Blues, uh, Blues took some penalties early on. They ended up taking six on the night, but early on, uh, some of the penalties they took in that first period were just sloppy, and I thought the uh, the PK looked pretty sloppy as well. Many turnovers in their own zone, failure to clear the puck, but uh, hey, it worked out. Uh, Vili Husso, again, coming up big for the Blues when they needed him and uh, getting the job done. Um, even though there was some sloppy play there, uh, still a lot of great play to make sure the puck does not get into the net. And I'll add to... And I know I've complained about this kind of thing before with face-off wins and hits. And, and you're more, um, I guess, negotiable uh, stats. 
Um, I thought with blocked shots, they said uh, halfway through the second, I think it was on ESPN, that the Blues only had one blocked shot. And that sh- that shocked me because uh, they made a couple nice. I thought early in the first period, I think there was a couple whiffs by the Wild, but it was still blocked before it got to the goalie. So to me, that's still a blocked shot. Um, just odd. Uh, I- I'll have to see if what the numbers were officially on blocked shots. But I know uh, that I don't think the Blues got credit for a lot of the, the blocks that they did make. So after the Blues uh, had some trouble on the PK, although it still worked out for them, they had about four minutes to go in the uh, first period when a shot passed from Falk at the point, went to O'Reilly down low, directed it on net, got his own rebound and scored, passed Fleury for a 2-0 Blues lead. And uh, the Blues go into the second period with a 2-0 lead, which is huge. And uh, we talked about this goal a little bit earlier, but definitely... uh, one that Flurry probably uh, could have played a little better. Uh, definitely was was leaned too far out, I think, and gave O'Reilly kind of an open net. But uh, give credit to the Blues for for battling and and being able to uh, go into the second period with a big two nothing lead on the road. So uh, we go into the second period now. There was uh, a play early on where Pavel Buchnevich, which we'll talk about him in a little bit. Kind of had a nasty spill on the boards with a wild player. Luckily, both players got up and were fine. Um, but uh, there was a power play for the wild, and uh, it was a holding by Perron uh, on uh, by the bench. Uh, your your typical Perronal team. But what I loved about it, and we talked about this, I think, a little earlier in the in, when when Kurt and Bill were around. I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, he literally grabbed the player's stick and threw it in the Blues bench. I mean, you can't do that. Uh, but um, this was their second uh, power play of the period and third of the game. Uh, so just again, just, just I mean, it, it was funny. I laughed about the penalty, but it's like, come on, Perron, this is playoffs. We can't get away with that stuff. But again, Vili Husso coming up big when the Blues needed him. Um, and at this point in the second period, the Blues only had one power play. Uh, Vili Husso had a broken lace on his left leg pad for a short period at the end of the Wild's fourth power play, but luckily it did not cost the Blues. Uh, 3.30 left in the second. The second power play goal for David Perron in this game happens. Uh, Braden Shen takes a shot from the far side. Rebound comes back out to Perron, who puts it by Flurry, not unlike his first goal. Uh, that makes it 3 nothing Blues. So that's uh, that's that's unbelievable. Um that's a big uh that's a big goal there for the Blues and and for David Perron. And uh yeah, this uh this game's looking pretty good. So you're going into the third period up 3 nothing, which we'll get to the third period after we hear from our friends over at Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. And uh, talking about the third period uh, coming out of break, um, I'll say though too, we're, we're um, uh, I'm reading kind of off Kurt's uh, 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 notes here, but but there was a couple plays, and I know I mentioned earlier about the, the the rough penalty kill. 
there was a play late in the first period that I didn't mention where Colton Pareko, and he actually did it again in the third, uh, puck kind of came into him in the corner, and he just quickly tried to wrap it around the boards without looking, went right to a wild player. And um, and when he did it in the third period, I think it was the the one in the third period, it actually led to one of the best. Actually, no, it was the one at the end of the first period. Uh, It led to one of the best saves that Huso had to make on the night um, because whoever it was slid it out front. I think it was to Kaprizov. And he just one-timed it uh, right in the slot. And uh, Huso had to come up with a huge save. So um, just some slop throughout this game. And, and again, with the Blues winning this one for nothing, um, it just goes to show that they could play better. Uh, it's crazy to think about after having such a big game. But uh, really, uh, defensively, at least in, in their zone, I think they could have played a much better game. And uh, to come out with the win still, that's huge. Uh, so Cairo uh, made a pass to a wild player uh, here in the third period. Uh, sent him alone on Huso, uh, who made a great glove save. Uh, it was just a strange play. Jordan Cairo must have thought he had a defenseman back there. But, yeah, he slid it back and, uh, <laughs> nope, <laughs> there was not one of your teammates there. Um, and uh, let's see. So then Thomas uh, gets a hooking call on Greenway. Wild go on their sixth power play of the game. Uh, but it was actually ended up being negated due to a high stick by Fiala on O'Reilly, a four-minute double minor, and uh, that kind of sealed the deal, I think, for the uh, for the Wild. Um, once you know, yeah, it was already three nothing, and you know, Vili Husso's having a great game, but you're on the power play already, and then just a, a stupid play by by Fiala. I get what he's trying to do there, but you have got to be more in control of your stick. And uh, unfortunately for them, it uh, takes a four-minute penalty. And, and uh, I like something I like in what the NHL's doing, or I'm sorry, the uh, ESPN's doing with their NHL coverage. I think TNT does it too with maybe the Don Kaharski. Um, they have the the NHL referee analyst on, like, in studio. So they go straight to him and they say, and for those that weren't watching the ESPN feed, this is what happened. And... They they had him. Hey, you know why is that four minutes? They they go straight to him and ask, and it's Dave Jackson for ESPN. And uh, Jackson said, you know, a lot of people think it's it's if it, if there's blood, there doesn't have to be blood. It has to be an injury. And if you saw Ryan O'Reilly on the uh, bench, uh, he definitely had a gash uh, right above his uh, let's say it would have been his left eye. So yes, it was definitely a four minute double minor. And uh, just again, great coverage. We bitch about ESPN a lot on this show, and I think most hockey podcasts do, but um, that's that's a great addition that we've seen to the coverage lately, and uh, I love hearing that because, you know, you know there's Wild fans going, what the hell? What is this? Why why is that? And, you know, you got a guy right there explaining it. Well, it's because there was an injury on the play. So David Perron scores two seconds after the double minor expired. That is a hat trick for David Perron, 4 nothing Blues, Perron scored all three goals from the same spot, all similar goals. Uh, rebound goes right to him on the open side, and the Blues take this one 4 nothing. Uh, Huso with 37 saves for the shutout. Blues killed all six penalties and went 2-for-6 on the power play, but really didn't press on the last double minor. And then we talked about this a little bit already. Uh, they mostly just killed time. You could tell they were just... Skating in, getting the puck in, trying to cycle a little bit, but not really pressing to try and get another goal. They wanted that time to tick off because 
I think if it's a 4-1 game, maybe you're even 5-1, maybe you're still trying for a goal to to really put it behind, but you're trying to protect a shutout for your goalie. And uh, I think the Blues played that well. They just wanted the time to tick off. That's exactly what I would have done if I were in their shoes. And, of course, in this game, David Perron becomes the 14th St. Louis Blue to record a playoff hat trick. Last one I think everyone remembers, but that was the big Jaden Schwartz hat trick against the Winnipeg Jets to knock them out in uh, round one in 2019. So uh, not as big of a moment for the Blues, but good to see David Perron, who for a long time had that, that uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, I guess, uh, carried with him that he was not a playoff performer. Um you know, he uh, that that top line back in the day of Perron, Bagus, and Oshie caught a lot of trouble for not being playoff performers when they needed them. Uh, then he goes to Vegas. He even gets sit uh, late in the playoff year when they went to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we're starting to see, and, and, you know, with the Blues collapsing last year without Perron in the lineup uh, against the Avalanche, now he comes in his first game since the bubble and uh, scores a hat trick. Uh, so... Good to see for him, and uh, hopefully that continues. Hopefully the success continues for David Perron. And, uh, again, a 4 nothing win. Ryan O'Reilly gets uh, gets the other goal. And the other big thing about this game that I noticed, at least offensively for the Blues, Robert Thomas, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Pavel Buchnevich, they really didn't have a great game to me. Um, they, they had a couple chances where they cycled the puck a little bit and they looked okay, but they have been dominant they have just been the uh, literally the best NHL line for the last 15 20 games of the season and they really weren't noticeable um and again that's why you got to love the depth of this team because your top line you know line that, that everyone expects to to produce isn't doing it but then you've got your other line your Perron O'Reilly sod line that's contributing all the goals in this game. Blues win it four nothing. I mean, this wasn't just a one nothing squeak by win. Blues dominated, and you know you gotta uh, love the special teams play, but uh, just love the depth on this team. I'll add one more thing with this game, uh, and it's something if if you follow me on Twitter, you see me bitch about plenty. Uh, Jared Spurgeon at the end of this game, uh, he is gonna get he's getting reviewed by the NHL player safety. Uh, he took a cross-checking penalty late in the game, and uh, it was just an awful, just trash play by him. Uh, he's frustrated. I get it. I've been in that situation myself, not at an NHL level, but still. I've, I get the frustration. But in, he, he falls down with Pavel Buchnevich, and instead of just, you know, and I get, if he were to turn around as he's, you know, kind of kneeling and cross-checks Buchnevich in the back, okay. I mean, yeah, you're probably still getting a penalty, but, you know, it happens. You're frustrated. You're mad. I get it. But instead, he he looks up and says, okay, I know where I'm going to hit this guy. And he comes down with a cross check on Buchnevich's ankle. Come on. That is trash. That is absolute garbage. You can't do that. Uh, and if, if that's not attempt to injure... I don't know what is. I mean, his uh, Buchnevich's leg is parallel to the ice, and he's coming down with all of his force and cross-checking him in the ankle. Uh, that's that's dangerous. Uh, that could have easily knocked out Buchnevich for at least the first round, if not the entire playoffs. So uh, I hope the NHL takes action here. I, I'm hoping it's a game or two, 
Um, but I'll be, I don't want to say I'd be happy with a fine, but at least you're putting him on the books as a repeat offender. But I think you got to give him at least a game or two. I mean, that's egregious. You cannot do that at any point in the season. I, you can't, you can't attempt to injure somebody, and that's exactly what he was doing. So obviously the next game for the Blues will be Wednesday night at 8.30 in Minnesota. Um, what are we looking for in this game? I, we said it a couple times early on in this show. If the Blues, if, if this is called the way that it was called in game one, Blues are dominating because they, they are the special team's favorite here in this series. Now, if it's more 5-on-5, five five, I can see this being a much closer contest and even... Uh, walking out of this one with a with a series split going to St. Louis. But I think if this is called as tight as it was in game one, I don't think there's any chance the Blues lose this game. They uh, they just, you know, they, they look good. Billy Huso has looked fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the offense is, is flowing. you got to assume that uh, the Thomas line is, is going to be even better than they were. Like I said, I thought they kind of had an off game. <laughs> That's not going to be the whole playoff. Um, and I thought a lot of the defense looked pretty shaky. I thought Pareko had a couple good plays. He um, There was a play, I remember, uh, where the puck was kind of sitting in the goal mouth, and he ended up helping Huso get it to the corner. Um, so I don't want to say he had a bad game, but I definitely think he had a couple turnovers that really could have hurt the Blues. Um, same with uh, just a couple other guys. I thought McColt and Mikola played pretty well. Uh, Falk played well. Letty was was good. Um, but, I don't know, just overall, I thought the team defense could have played better. I bitched on Twitter about Robert Thomas making a backhanded pass during a scrum in front of his net um, and ended up getting blocked by the Wild and they ended up getting another chance. Uh, that kind of thing, you just you got to clean that stuff up. And I really expect the Blues to look at the tape and say, guys, this was a big win for us, but it really could have easily gone the other way. So let's not make the same mistake. So I think you'll see a cleaner game from the Blues, and I think you're going to see the Wild press hard. They don't want to go into St. Louis down 2 nothing, So uh, they're going to be pushing for the win, pushing for goals, and uh, I see them storming the crease a lot. So uh, look out, Billy Huso. Well, again, uh, I will close the show by saying uh, we will be back for... Um, Thursday night, we're going to have a show after game two, before game three. So uh, that will be a full show for us, and hopefully the internet does not crap out on us. But if it does, I think we'll take different precautions. Uh, well, everybody, I hope you uh, all enjoyed the game, and I hope you enjoy the game on Wednesday. Uh, let's uh, let's get at it here. we got a big game coming up, so uh, we'll see how the Blues fare, and uh, hopefully we see a 2 nothing lead coming back to St. Louis uh, after the series opens up in Minnesota. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, which provides drinks brewed in our fair city and county and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars, including at Enterprise Center. Visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor near you. That's centericebrewery.com. 
That'll do it for episode 34 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a live show on Thursday. So do not miss that if you enjoy our live shows. And, of course, podcasted. You can expect that sometime Friday morning or afternoon. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder. Enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs, folks. And uh, we will be back with you on Thursday. This was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Jared Spurgeon sucks. Jordan Greenway sucks. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends